What happens when two dudes, one a retired Navy SEAL commander in Colorado Springs, and the other a hippie meditation teacher in New York City, get together to discuss living mindfully? That's a great question, because we don't know what will happen either. Raw, uncut, and unapologetic. Welcome to Men Talking Mindfulness with co-hosts John McCaskill and Will Schneider. Each week, we take an authentic dive into how mindfulness continually impacts our lives, deepens our relationships, and allows us to be emotionally alive. We filter all of our conversations through the man box, where we unpack how as men we are expected to act in society, how fighting the authentic human experience is exhausting and damaging, and how mindfulness can help. If you would like to listen live, join Will and John every Friday at 12.30 Eastern Time on IG Live at handle at WillNotFear. We take each IG episode and upload them straight to this podcast. So happy you're tuning in to Men Talking Mindfulness. Now, on to the show. Hey, hello, hello. Men Talking Mindfulness going for episode number 10 today. Um, John's going to come on in a second. Um, and uh, yeah, so welcome. Thanks. There is the frog man, uh, retired frog man. How cool is that? That he is like one week into retirement. And uh, let's do this with John. Let's have some more fun today. And we're going to talk about resilience. How about that? So stay tuned. Um, welcome back. And there he is. Hey, John. Hey, brother. How you doing, man? Good to see you. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm also doing well. Uh, yeah, I barely made this one. <laughs> I'll be honest. Uh, I I drove from Salt Lake City this morning. Hey, Karen. I see Karen on. Yeah, uh, Karen's on. Yeah. Um, drove from Salt Lake City to Elko, Nevada, uh, which is kind of in the middle of nowhere. And, man, that's one of the weirdest drives I've ever done. Uh, drove across the the salt flats there in nevada and it was uh so crazy to see like literally there's nothing i i had my two kids in the back of the car and probably could have put the car on cruise control and just locked the steering wheel and gone to sleep i didn't do that just so you know (laughs) but but dude it was just a straight shot completely flat for like 70 miles uh yeah so uh, anyway, the reason I barely made this is I, I literally just pulled up at my sister-in-law's place, uh, sister and brother-in-law's place. They've got a baby due in the next week or so, and wow. we're here, here for that. So a new new little niece on the way. Um, but I pulled up, jumped out, greeted them, and said, hey, I got to go. <laughs> oh, hey, thanks. Yeah, I'm glad uh, it all worked out. I mean, I was, yeah, it did. So sure amazing. Did, well, yeah. so you're uh, so you left Colorado. I just love your story. I love your story, John. So you're out of Colorado now, still traveling. Yeah. Um. And do we know about the house? Do you? Do you, yeah. do you think it's gonna happen? So no. yeah. Um. Yeah. Let's let's catch up a little bit. So sure. yeah, a month and a half ago or so, uh, the plan was to get on the road, drive around the country for you know six months to twelve months, something like that. Right. Um got to Amarillo, Texas, hurt my back. Oh. Um, and then, and then uh, my wife was like, you know what? Um, you're down. I've got the kids. I've got the dog. Oh, and I'm taking care of you. So I'm basically doing triple duty. <laughs> uh, if, if we, if one of us were to get COVID right now, we would be down hard. 
So we're going to uh, kind of shift things around. So we're putting our RV, our long time RV trip on hold right now. And we've got the, uh, we've got an offer in on the house, got accepted. We're going through the whole inspection and everything. So yeah, we got, we got a place out in Colorado Springs. And while all the inspection and the home loan and, you know, all that stuff that happens prior to a house actually yeah. coming yours, uh, we're, we're doing a little bit of traveling. So we're out here in Nevada. Uh, we're going to head back to Salt Lake City, potentially up to Bozeman, Montana, bounce around for a few weeks and then, and then head back to Colorado Springs. Wow. Um, so, yeah. So we're just, we're still doing a little bit of travel. Yeah, that's good. This is your first week officially retired. Yeah, yeah, and and ironically, I have shorter hair and I shaved my beard uh, <laughs> since I retired. That's kind of go, going the opposite way than than most people do. But uh, yeah, sure enough. Yeah, man, it's good to see you, man. How's your week been? It's it's been good. Uh, um, yeah, it's been good. I'm I'm just I'm just I just keep working really. So I'm either yeah. if I'm not teaching, um, which I which I could probably do a little more of, but like I'm pretty comfortable where it is right now. Um, I'm just working on developing and getting more people to take my classes and, there you go. Uh, and then go. try and, you know, and I'm in, you know, I, I don't have like a massive yard or an out, you know, outdoor space really. So I've just like kind of been in my apartment quite a bit. Um, and what I've been doing is like to stay strong and to stay motivated and keep my energy levels up. Like I've been doing these like high intensity interval training classes on YouTube. Oh, nice. <laughs> So nice. I'm like doing burpees in my apartment and push-ups <laughs> and all sorts of like sit-ups and like mountain climbers and I feel like I'm I'm kind of training for the fucking military. So I'm like <laughs> really like I'm getting strong. I mean it's nice, you know. Yeah. Um, so that's like those have been kind of my days. And I got to the beach last weekend. I'm going to the beach again tomorrow with some friends I haven't seen in a while. Um, so it's just nice to like kind of try to find more of that balance between like work and play and and you know covid life and sure. trying to keep my sanity you know yeah man i've been journaling like you do kind of following your lead and and the exercise is a big piece of it man uh i uh i have not gotten as much exercise as i'd like uh because as as karen points out there my my back was hurt um i did get on some mountain bikes a couple of weeks ago in, in telluride but um yeah, it's just tough when you're when you're living in. Let me show you the the yeah. space that you're living in. The R. This is the RV, and excuse the mess, but this this was completely redesigned by my wife. Uh, well, not awesome. redesigned, completely rebuilt. So tore tore the whole thing out, put new stuff in. My daughter's little bed there, oh, our space in the back there, and then let me, <laughs> let me show you this. This is my son's bed. The, the, up top here, it looks oh, like. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it literally looks like a cage, right? <laughs> so yeah, right well, now he's gonna roll out and fall on his ass, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that uh, we're on survival mode from when we get up and the kids are with us until until they go to bed at night, and then the two of us look at each other and just sigh. And I think that has a lot to do with uh, what we wanted to discuss today is resilience. Yeah. And uh, oh, man, I'm having to practice some serious mindfulness to to feel a sense of resilience. Um, and uh, yeah, one of the one of the folks that I interviewed for my podcast was Rick Hansen. Uh, and Rick has written books. He's he wrote the the Buddha's Buddha's Brain, and he wrote a book called Resilience. 
or maybe it was resilient. I think it's resilient. Um, and on the podcast and in the book, resilient, he talks about you know what what you need to be resilient and how mindfulness can play a part in that. Um, basically, he he has like in if you picture this three by three matrix, and in the in in life you have things that are happening in your world around you yeah things that are happening to your body and then things that are happening to your mind so that's the that's the top three yeah and then the the three things down the side are the challenges that are going to happen to those things the vulnerabilities that you can experience in those things and then the resources that we have at hand and you know, the challenges you can kind of just, uh, you can't affect that much. Yeah. The, the vulnerabilities you can affect a little bit by, you know, maybe working out or, or practicing mindfulness or, you know, getting the right job, being around the right people. But there's only so much that you can do to address the vulnerabilities. And the last thing is the resources. And that's where you have the most potential to make change but people don't focus on those resources and the resources that you have to kind of up armor your mind. One of them is mindfulness by practicing mindfulness. You can um, kind of rewire, as we've talked about before, rewire your brain and prepare for adversity, prepare for challenges that are going to come your way, even though you're focused in the here and now, it's still rewiring your brain so that you respond with that prefrontal cortex instead of the amygdala. So that really helps with the resilience, yeah. uh, the resilience piece. And then um, another, another person that uh, I had on the show uh, here, I hear my family coming up now that they've come from the house. Back to bring the them on, bring them on. So in they, so they may, be, they may be making a cameo appearance. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, it was uh, James Barris and, he talks about the negativity bias and how, you know, back in the, the day of saber-toothed tigers, we were wired to constantly think that there's a threat behind every bush, right? Yeah. And, and that saved our lives by being focused on the fact that there could be something negative that saved our lives. If we do the opposite, then uh, if we do the opposite, then we're focused hey come on in yeah there's this is my son and my my beautiful bride here hi and, and my beautiful daughter hi brother and sister-in-law so, hi guys what are we doing um we're coming in okay <laughs> all right so that's <laughs> you got thrown out of there john yeah i did i did so anyway he talks about you know, the, the flip side of the negativity bias, the positive side, if you constantly think that there's not a saber tooth tiger behind the bush, you know, what's the, what's the cost of being wrong there? Well, the cost of being wrong with the positivity bias is you die. The cost of being uh, wrong with the negativity bias is, Hey, there's no, there's no threat and you just go on with your life. Yeah. But that same negativity bias has carried forward into the life that we live now. And we constantly are thinking that there's a threat when in fact there's not one. Right. So we're, we're constantly on high alert. So mindfulness can help us to develop 
the other side of that, the positivity bias, and actually start thinking that there are good things in life. And that helps us to be more resilient. Hopefully it's yeah. not too windy. Can you hear me okay still? No, I can hear you great. Yeah, no okay, problem. Great. Yeah. So those are those are two things that I've been having to sorry, this was really long winded. Um, no, go for it, man. Uh, those are two things that I've really had to focus on in the past few weeks that we've been living in that R V, living on top of one another. Uh, you know, being stressed by health, being stressed by not working out as much as I'd like to. Um, I've had to focus on the positive things. Hey, what what good things are coming at us? Where hey, this is an amazing opportunity to live with my family in an RV. It's an amazing opportunity to be in a different place every time we talk, right? I mean, I think the past I don't know four yeah. or five episodes, I've been in a different place every. Week. Yeah, is it? Hey, it's exciting for me, John, because I'm always in my fucking apartment. You know, except for like one episode, right? I was somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're having to, having to play uh, where in the world is John this week. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. Hey, how about before we go any further, let's uh, let's drop in. We'll do a yeah. little breathing and meditation. I mean, Definitely. if uh, can you, you have a comfortable spot, John? Or uh, I'm, uh, I'm what are you feeling? Find, I'm trying to find one. I think I'm just going to stand for it. So I'll do a standing meditation. Okay, awesome. Uh, uh, you want me, I'll drop in. I'll drop us in for this one. Yeah, that'd be great, man. I appreciate that. Okay, yeah, or maybe lean on a car or something. I don't know. I'm just looking out for you, John. <laughs> That's a good idea. I'll yeah. go lean on my car. Yeah, there you go. Okay, uh, okay. So once John's getting settled, everyone else out there. Well, first of all, thanks for being with us today. Um, find a nice little comfortable seat, or you know, find your feet grounding a little bit deeper into the floor if you're standing up. <laughs> Close your eyes, and we'll just like start with a nice exhale out your mouth. There we go, beautiful. If you want to bind up and feel more of your breath, hand on belly, one hand on chest, and let's take a big inhale to the nose, and exhale out the mouth again, and again, bigger breath. And let that go. And let's do it again. Good. Big breath in. Let it go out. And we'll do one more. Yeah, let it go out. Let it go out. Even calming ourselves down a little bit more. Like we're just going to simply, I'm not even going to really guide them, but we're going to do five more breaths and the rest, the remainder of this little check-in. I just really want you to get very acquainted by breathing smoothly in and out of your nose with a nice calm and easy pace with a nice big, not just the beautiful quality of your breath, but also a nice quantity of your breathing. And just allowing the focus to just be on that quality and quantity and smooth, even rhythm flowing of your breath through your nose. And notice how you shift that quality of your breath and increase the quantity. You know, how that has a massive shift, right, in your physical, mental, and emotional experience. This is just a very easy way to tap in, 
checking with yourself and always a great meeting to find that kind of bounce back resilience that we're going to talk about a little bit more today. A few more moments here, a few more, maybe even craft that breath a little smoother, a little bigger, a little more feel good. And just take one moment here. Just checking how you're feeling now from where you were to where we are right now. When you're ready, you can open up your eyes and maybe put a little smile on your face and you continue. And we got you, John, you got quite like, you, you know, I, I think like, I feel like we staged this. Like there's just resilience pitfalls everywhere. Dogs barking. You're, you know, you're not even sitting down. Uh, oh man, I, I had to smile during that that meditation. So uh, our in-laws have two dogs, and we brought ours over here. So they're in the background barking, barking up a storm. And last week, my dog was like jerking my arm oh. off as we were. Uh, wow, that sounded, sounded terrible. But <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, just having a focus on on what it is you're guiding me through. Uh, I think I'm just gonna walk as we as we talk. Yeah. Well, I'll keep uh, connected. But the uh, the other side of things, um, I gotta focus on. I mean, I'm in the middle of nowhere, but it's beautiful. Some yeah. pretty awesome mountains to look at. Uh, it's a beautiful day. I mean, the weather here is unbelievable. Granted, it's 9:30 in the morning, but uh, on the on the West Coast, not West Coast, but Western part of the U.S. You're breaking up a little bit, John, so just so you know, but we're good. Oh, man. Resilience. Lose, we're losing you a little bit, John. You might want to stay close. There you go. That's better. Yeah. Okay. All right. Resilience. So, hey, yeah. What I was talking about is uh, now we have to be resilient with our uh, with our connectivity. <laughs> so, just uh, bounce. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. I didn't stage this, but hey, well, like we've talked about in the past, and I'm sure we'll talk about it again in the future. Is is live is authentic, and authentic is live. So. Here I am, man, yeah. in the middle of nowhere with uh, with limited connectivity. So yeah, before we continue on with uh, resilience, I thought it'd be really good because, like, you know, it might be to actually get the definition of what resilience is. Yeah. So um, and resilience and and I, this is on online. This is I don't know what dictionary this is, but here's like actually two definitions I thought would be worth sharing about resilience. Um, and as a noun, resilience means the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties, uh, and also I guess it could stand for like toughness. Um, and then the, other, the second one uh, is more kind of objective, but it's still like, I feel it has resonance as well. The ability of a substance, like a human being, right? Uh, or object to spring back into shape, right? So imagine like, you know, elasticity, like a rubber band being stretched out, stretched out, stress, 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 be having the ability to come back to its, its natural center, its natural self. Um, 
and and I think uh, you know to to find you know to be a human being what I what I keep discovering uh, if I want to be happier if I want to uh, be feel more fulfilled if I just want to live a better life um, there's a there's a sense of like compassion and kindness to myself and others there's a sense of uh, of just a, a sense of peace and groundedness that um, that 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 like I continue to use these practices of mindfulness and meditation in order to really establish and and toughen right that elasticity so I can come really back you know and quickly you know as I think ultimately is what happens as we take on these practices it's the it's the, the quickness you know uh, yeah to recover quickly uh, to come back to, to to zero so I mean. I think it's really interesting we're talking about resilience today and you just pulled into your site, your family's coming in, you're walking, connectivity <laughs> problems, you know, but here we are. I mean, I think it's also the ability to stay focused on the task at hand instead of being, you know, annoyed by the dog, you know, like uh, annoyed by your family and in-laws, like wrecking up, wrecking our show. I mean, we love that, <laughs> you know, but it's just like, what? Um, but here we are. And I think you, you just actually, I feel, did a really great job. John with all that, well, you know what I mean? Man. Just, just getting back to center, you know, getting back to your, to your happy and grounded self. Right. Um, well, I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a daily struggle, but um, yeah, I, I like those definitions, man. Uh, the, the, the way I, that I kind of picture it is, you know, we all, uh, or uh, I think a lot of men anyway, we, we try to act like we're tough, right? Tough and strong. And, right. and, um, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, the movie with Wyatt Earp and Doc Holliday. Um, oh, uh, yeah, great movie. Yeah, I can't, uh, yeah, I'm getting the name right now, but um, it was about Wyatt Earp, and, and there's a scene where where Doc Holliday uh, says to Wyatt, he's like, "I was mistaken, Wyatt. You were an oak." And a lot of us, you know, we as men, we want to be these tough oaks, right? Yeah. But when you think about it, when when a really strong wind blows and an oak doesn't shift, it breaks. When yeah, right. What we want to be is, is a tree that is more going to roll with the wind, roll with the punches, uh, because in life, those punches are going to come. We have a saying um, in the teams, in the SEAL teams, and, and uh, Mike Tyson said it best, and I think I've said this before on, on the show, is that everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. And yeah. Our, yeah. our saying teams is a version of that, it's, you know, um, the pl all plans are good and or they survive first contact or something like that. I'm, I'm screwing it up. But anyway, bottom line is you got to be able to flex with all the changes that are going to come in your plan. Well, the same yeah. thing with life. You got to come, you got to be able to roll with the punches, like minute details, like right now, like an example, my family rolled up, uh, the dogs in the background, barely able to make uh, connectivity. Well, hey. I'm, I'm rolling with the punches and I'm not saying I'm the, the shining example of resilience or flexibility, but I'm, I'm making an effort uh, every day to be better at that. And, yeah. and with that, I'm happier because I'm able to roll with the punches. If I came and my plan was at, you know, 930 out here in the West to be on with perfect connectivity in a perfect room, um, yeah. And, and if that wasn't how things are, then I'm not going to accept it. Yeah. Then, then I wouldn't be happy if, right. you know, if, uh, you know, this whole RV plan that we had, <laughs> if my plan was six to 12 months in the RV 
and nothing else is going to be acceptable then when I hurt my back and we rolled around the country and we went to different spots that were closed because of COVID-19, then I would have been unhappy. So I think resilience, it's important because it helps to lower stress, but it also helps you to roll with the punches and ultimately right. happier in, in life because, man, those punches are going to come whether you like it or not. So yeah. be ready. Well, I think, you know, you bring up a lot of good things. I want to come, ba come back to in a second to – um, the tree analogy, I think, is really key for the resilience. But also, you mentioned like want things wanting to be perfect, and yeah. you know, I think what we really need to be the, the one thing that is perfect in the world that everything is changing all the fucking time, right? <laughs> all the time. That's the one thing we can count on. That's absolutely the one thing that we can one hundred percent count on. So, I mean, for for us to have an idea of like having the perfect show right now like in your van with all this stuff it's just it's it's like not gonna happen you know yeah. it just never is and the more that we stick to that those ideals of perfection whatever they are in our mind right the more we're gonna get agitated annoyed and then that's gonna bring up like uh, um, like whatever uh, uh, more emotions and then we might even take actions right if we're if we're not in this perfect paradigm where we're like right. yelling at somebody or getting violent or you know, or like slamming things or, you know, or just taking our frustrations because we're not in this perfect picture of the way things should be happening right now. Right. Um, we're always going to, you know, we're just always going to be off center. And I think what you, to find more of that center, right, and really be able to come back in, you know, to this, you know, be able to be stretched and stretched and stretched, but still never really lose our, that core central place. I think the tree analogy brought up is great and not just the flexibility of the tree, right? Which requires proper nutrients, you know, a tree needs a certain amount of water or else it's going to break. Uh, but I think what's yeah. really key about a tree are the, are the, are the roots that are really deep into the soil that allow it, you know, um, I remember I, uh, that allow it to just sway and be so strong. We find those roots, right by actively and 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 actually showing up and doing the work so it could be uh finding more of yourself like uh, just like we did in the beginning you're finding more of this moment by doing some breathing um continually trying to find more of your meditation practice develop like physical resilience and toughness by working out you know like you know our, our body rewards us right, right. With, you know not just like with like muscle tone and flexibility but also like you know um with all these hormonal cocktails that come into our body that makes us and upgrades our experience um so i think it's like i really like that tree analogy and i mean what you talked about like you're an oak it's like yeah oak is is fucking strong but it's yeah. super resilient and like i'd rather build my house uh out of oak than you know some other kind of like pine or something like that um, but I think it's, uh, but I, I remember early on, um, during the pandemic, I kept hearing over and over and over again, this parable in the Bible about, uh, building your house on sand. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And if you build like on sand, right. It might look good. It's on the beach, but as soon as a storm comes through, it's going to wash it right away. Um, but if you build a house with a deep foundation, right. Like what, what, uh, what, what can you build on top of that? Um, and I think that's like what mindfulness and meditation and what we're trying to encourage others to do is to, is to grow your roots, right? Which, which will allow you to snap back 
um, and, and get into this, like have that be able to recover more quickly, right? Whatever is shifting and changing around you. And, and this could be in your personal life. This can be in your work life. This could just be at the grocery store. Um, Cause like, there's always going to be stuff that happens. I mean, that, that's yeah. just life again. Life. Perfect. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I like your, I like your taking that analogy, you know, deeper with the, with the roots pun intended there. Um, but you're, uh, you know, as you practice resilience, you become more resilient. And right. I mean, that's like we've talked about as you practice mindfulness and meditation, it's, it, it's easier and easier to do. But the other side of things, as you mentioned, like the hormonal cocktails you get um, it, by working out uh, and you, you know, you become physically stronger and all these other things. The other side of things is you get better sleep. And yeah. I think sleep, sleep is the foundation for so much of how we feel, how we think. If, you, if you're practicing mindfulness and you're going to be more resilient, you're going to sleep better because you're not going to worry about the punches that are bound to come. They're going to come, but you're not right. going to worry much about them. So you're going to get more sleep, better sleep, deeper sleep. You turn around next day after you know eight nine solid hours of good sleep you're going to think more clearly you're going to respond better to the punches that come your way the next night you're going to sleep better the next night and and it just it's this cumulative effect of yeah. positive sleep um, whereas if you are not practicing mindfulness and you're not being resilient to the punches that are going to come your way you're going to lay in bed worrying about you know i don't know whatever stressors are out there, whatever yeah. stressors that may come your way. And then the next day you go in with five, six hours of sleep. You're not thinking clearly. Now the stressors add up and it's just this negative spiral. So, you know, there's so many benefits to being resilient, but how do you get there? It's, right. it's like we talked about. You, you got to look at your life, know that those punches are going to come and, and be ready to take those punches and, and, yeah. What's next? Like, again, going back to the SEAL teams, uh, we don't just come up with a single plan and say, this is our, our rigid plan. This is what we're going to stick to. We have our plan, and then we have contingencies. Like, what if this happens? Okay, well, if this happens, then this. I mean, the, the whole Osa uh, the, the, uh, Osama bin Laden raid, um, yeah. when, you know, we've all heard about it, heard, read about it, seen the movies about it, you know, the helicopter crash, that was something that they trained for. They, they had a plan in mind. Hey, if, a, if one of our helos goes down, this is what we're going to do. And, and they rolled with it. Um, so you, you've got to, in your life, make these plans, but understand no plan is perfect. Help. Uh, you know, three years ago, if you told me that I was going to be retired from the Navy, uh, living out in Colorado Springs, I uh, and, and being a mindfulness teacher, I would have laughed at you. Uh, right. Yeah. Will, I'm not even sure if I've shared this with you, but I'll share it with you now. Yeah. Uh, several years back, uh, I was bound to be uh, a commander of a unit out in Salt Lake City. And just before I headed out that way, I may have shared this with you, I, I can't remember, but just before I headed out that way, uh, my then brother-in-law beat up on my sister. Oh. And I, uh, I called him. He didn't answer because he's a coward. Uh, so I sent him a barrage of texts telling him basically what I was going to do to him if he laid another hand on my sister. And, uh, and this 
Cower turned around and filed electronic harassment charges against me. Um, and the Navy Criminal Investigative Service, NCIS, got involved. They treated me like a criminal. They like oh. did uh, cheek swabs, DNA tests, and everything just to make sure that if anything ever happened to this guy, they, they had evidence that it, it was or was not me. So wow. anyway, uh, the Navy got pretty upset with me for, for that. I mean, that was stupid of, of me, but I, didn't, I did not think it was going to go to the level that it did with the Navy. But my plan, the reason I even mentioned all that, was my plan was then to go command this unit out in Salt Lake City, then come back, command a, a, a SEAL team, and then go out and you know, continue my life in the Navy. Well, th that, that didn't happen. Right. I mean, here I am. Well, because of that instance, because I yeah, that well, well, that 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 helped me to get. Uh, I, I went back to Virginia. I really did some deep introspective work, and I was like, you know, what what now? What's my plan now? And my plan was, I don't know. I don't fucking know. I've got to I got to figure it out. Well, with uh, with time, I came up with a new plan, and that plan was flexible enough to where I could roll those punches that I knew were going to come. Uh, that original plan, I should send it to you one day. I've literally drawn it out on paper yeah. and like month by month, what I have to do. And I was sticking to that plan. And then, and then this major punch came where my brother-in-law, then brother-in-law filed electronic harassment against me. And I, I got in trouble with the Navy and I was like, crap, now what? And it wasn't yeah. just me. My family had to roll with those punches too. I mean, we had moved, we had up and moved from Virginia to Salt Lake City, and, uh, and now suddenly we weren't in, we weren't going to be in Salt Lake City anymore. Um, so, wow, learning to roll with those punches, learning to roll with, uh, you know, my kid, my my little girl had some health issues. Rolled with those punches. I think as you face adversity you actually learn to be more resilient. So I think you can, oh, sure. uh, I think you can become more resilient through adversity, like almost intentionally putting yourself in uncomfortable situations. Uh, I, yeah. I work with, um, I work with Jason Van Camp and Mission Six Zero. Jason's a former SF guy, he actually lives in Salt Lake City, funny enough. And uh, he's got a book called Deliberate Discomfort. And I think that, that title right there, deliberate discomfort, that says it all. That helps you to develop resilience yeah. uh, by, by putting yourself in situations where you're going to be uncomfortable, where you have to roll with the punches, where you can't go in with a very rigid plan. You have to go in with kind of a, a framework that you can adjust from and go from there. Uh, sorry, man, I'm blabbing it again. No, <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, I like, well, you're bringing up a lot of good stuff, John. Like, I think it's like, so, I mean, I'll just give you some ways that I continually develop, you know, my resilience. And, and I think you bring up a lot of many different points of resilience in the sense of um, physical resilience, right? So I'm doing the, you know, I mean, so I, I've obviously practiced a lot of yoga, I teach it, you know, yeah. and, and that, that helps me develop a, you know, um, yeah, a, a certain type of physical resilience. But also like now I'm doing all this high intensity stuff, I keep pushing myself. Like I'll do, I do like three in a row, like right in the morning. And I'm doing burpees and I'm like winded and I'm doing all these push-ups and my body is like screaming at me in some ways, like explosive push-ups I'm doing you know, sometimes. <laughs> um, but I'm developing this like uh, this physical resilience, right, which, which, which helps me um, become more confident in what my ability, 
to do. Right. One thing that I do, um, and now it's like become a little easier, is like I take cold showers, like, yes. like all day, first thing in the morning. And that's just not a physical resilience, but it's a big, a mental and emotional resilience too, because like I'm beginning to confront my relationship with the cold, with cold water. Yeah. And if I can change that, like in the moment, I mean, it's so visceral. You like have, you know, cold water showering over your body. And just by taking a couple breaths, you know, giving myself some nice like self-talk. It's like, I'm okay. Everything's going to be all right. And just work from a state instead of resistance, right? A place of like acceptance, which I think is a really key part of resilience. It's like, I need to accept where I am and what I'm doing and how do I grow beyond or, or come up with a new plan. Like you're, like you're saying in that moment or, you know, come up with a new plan, you know, that, that I need to work with over the next, over, over like a few weeks or something like that. Um, and uh, and, and th those are a couple of things that I continually do in order. And, and then I think another one is like, I am now a hell of a lot more willing now to put myself in an, or, or to step forward when things get uncomfortable, like in a relationship or something like that, or not even knowing yeah. what I what I exactly need to do. But no, I mean, from experience that uh, if I'm in the game or I step into the ring, like at least I'm doing something instead of being a coward and running away, it's like stepping up and then seeing what can, and, and by putting myself, and I live in New York City, so there's a lot of people, a lot of situations. I've taught thousands and thousands of fucking classes um, and uh, you have yoga classes. And I say that because, you know, sometimes the room gets a little weird, a little funky. And instead of being like, you know, uh, kind of cowarding away, like I will, I step it up even more. And every time I step into that, maybe like a ring of fire in some ways you could think of it, like I am just developing more skills, uh, skills for resilience, where I can really just be more, and, 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 and all of this stuff, all these things just make me a more powerful and, and like, and confident individual. And what I'm finding what power really is, it's not like this aggression, but being that oak, that peaceful, strong oak that is just standing, you know, in the middle of it all and like taking the punches, but not going down. Yeah. 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 A couple of things you hit there, man. Uh, first off, that, that uh, cold water, the doing some Wim Hof breathing. Uh, that's, that's huge. Uh, one of my good friends, Josh Dunce, he's a former uh, explosive ordnance disposal technician. Wow. He's He's got a whole company based around that cold water immersion therapy because it's so good for you physically, but it's also when you're in that cold water, you can't think of anything else. You have to, you have to like, literally you're like, I can get through this. I can get through this. Even if it's a cold shower, I mean, which I'm, I'm assuming in New York City can get pretty cold. Um, yeah. you know, it, it, that's really literally almost all you can think about. So that's being mindful in that moment. And the next piece you mentioned there is is uh, having kind of the courage to step into uncomfortable situations in yeah. relationships with friends, with, with loved ones. Um, that is definitely something that I didn't used to do. If, if, it, if there was an uncomfortable situation in a relationship, I would just either get passive aggressive and just let it go, uh, which, you know, leads to toxicity in the relationship. Yeah. Um, or I would just and the and the relationship it just whether it was a with a with a girlfriend whether it was with a friend whether it was a co-worker now yeah. now uh oh we're losing
I'll call there for a second. I know that stepping out of my comfort zone. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I know that stepping out of my comfort zone deliberately into uh, discomfort, I can broach whatever may be uh, a problem or a thorn in that relationship and then address it and then that thorns removed. I mean, even, even in uh, my, my marriage, if, right. if there's something that's going on I, and I know that it's uncomfortable to bring it up because I'm practicing that resilience, I do intentionally get uncomfortable and bring it up because I know that long-term I will be more comfortable because yeah. I've expressed it and my relationship will be healthier for it. Right. Uh, right. So yeah, great points there, man. Uh, well, I, think, I, I think it would bring up a good distinction. Like, and, and then I got, we have a couple questions and then we might have oh, to wrap yeah. this up. But um, uh, I think, well, I think there's, there's a good, big, dis cool distinction here about like um, being a coward, you know, running away from adversity, from difficulty, you know, from like kind of punking out on a huge opportunity versus, and I, I've always liked this, uh, you said earlier, like lean in like leaning in to whatever the, whatever it's physical discomfort, maybe it's something going on in your relationship. Uh, maybe it's like a, emotional discomfort, but leaning in and, in, and, and eventually leaning in, getting through the other side instead of, instead of just pushing it away and resisting. Um, our, our, I think it's that's, that's a really great takeaway for, for everyone that's gonna watch this later. And, and, and I'll tell you what, and it's not like just leaning in one time, it's leaning in every time. Right, right. You know, I guess that, that's that's a big deal. Should we look at these uh, questions? It's probably yeah, let's uh, oh, okay. Oh, I'm, my eyes. Hold on. Uh, oh, man, you got okay. To this. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna put on my uh, my glasses, Doobie Brothers thing. So uh, we need to be uh, bamboo, or yeah, we need to be bamboo. Which is uh, resilience creates flexibility and pliancy. You agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Bamboo is a great, I mean, and what's interesting about bamboo, um, uh, is like, it takes seven years to perch through the ground wow. and it's like, and after that it just grows and grows and grows, but it's not just growing up. It's growing down at the same time, but look at the way bamboo, it just moves and moves and moves. And, and, and then as you actually use bamboo to build, you bind them together and it gets even stronger. Right. So that's a good one. And then I have, we have, Celsius there in London, a heat punch. What is that? 36 degrees, nine fifths plus 32, I think is the formula. So that's like 102 degrees or something, 104. Wow. That's, uh, that's crazy hot. <laughs> that is really hot. Uh, yeah. I mean, so even in like in the heat like that, I mean, obviously do what you need to do to stay cool. Like, you know, a cold rag, ice, you know, like less clothing or something like that. But then it's just <laughs> like, but, 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 but breathing just breathing and breathing and breathing and calm. And so instead of like getting heated in your mind and emotionally because of the heat outside, can you keep yourself cool on the inside by breathing? Um, oh, and, and then our, our friend, uh, oh, it's at, uh, this is Charlotte, I think her name is, right? She Karen, was, Karen she just, says, uh, not a question. I love this discussion. Karen's a great friend. Uh, she also just uh, recently retired from the army uh, last fall. Uh, well, I didn't retire from the army, retired from the military. Uh, so thank Karen for her service. And now she's uh, crushing it up in Washington, DC with all sorts of entrepreneurial things. So Karen, love you girl. Yeah. Um, yeah, so thank you, Karen. And uh, I'm trying to get this off because is this, is this across your face on the screen? 
question. It is. Is it? it is. I'm trying to get rid of it. I don't know how to do this. I'm not so great. Oh, turn off questions. Okay. Maybe we'll do that. Turn off questions. Anyway, oh, that's not working at all. Okay. I don't know why it's not doing anything. Okay. Well, um, why don't you take us home or anything you want to add, John? Uh, I, thought we, I thought we did a really good job on resilience. And and, hey, and, 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 and then that's like, I mean, if, if I can pat ourselves in the back, right? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I think it's like, this is like one of the key points about what mindfulness is going to bring to any one of its practitioners is this sense of being flexible being or like being flexible like bamboo being like strong like the oak right but having you know that that yin and yang that you're from right. physical standpoint mental and emotional and like and what's possible if you have that level of um you know um resilience or you develop resilience in your body right so yeah I agree. Thanks. Thanks for the, you know, again, holding this space and this great conversation. Definitely appreciate the conversation. Uh, I think it's been valuable and, and hopefully uh, the viewers got something from it either live or they'll get something from it later down the road when, uh, when you post it on, on your Instagram. So yeah, man, I'll, uh, I'll wrap it up with uh, just a simple uh, meditation. Nothing, nothing long, nothing drawn out, but um, go ahead as you're comfortable. Uh, I invite you to close your eyes or soften your gaze and bring your attention to your breath. Nice, slow, easy. I'm going to start with some shallow breaths, just nice, slow, easy breaths in through your nose and out through your mouth. Focusing on the very sensation of breathing. Nothing too difficult, nothing too hard. In through your nose, out through your mouth. And start to think about some of the plans that you may have laid for yourself, whether they're your grand plans for your life or just the plans for the day. Start to think about how rigid those plans are. Are they so rigid that you haven't allowed yourself any type of flexibility to roll with those punches? Are you giving yourself breathing room to roll with what life is going to throw at you? If you haven't given yourself that room and that flexibility, what can you do in the coming days, weeks, months? Give yourself space, give yourself time, give yourself flexibility. Breathe, much like you're breathing now, in through your nose, out through your mouth. 
metaphorically breathe in your life give yourself room to breathe Give yourself the flexibility the agility finally the resilience that you need to roll with what life is going to throw at you it's going to throw curves it's going to throw punches it's going to throw wrenches become resilient by offering yourself the space and time to breathe and flex. And finally, come back to your breathing, just nice, gentle, easy. Breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. One last deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. And come back slowly, working on your physical flexibility, stretching out your neck a little bit. Open your eyes when you're comfortable. Thank you all for, for being flexible with me as, uh, as I rolled with today's life punches. Yeah. Will, thanks again for this, uh, for this awesome space that you provide. It's, uh, it's phenomenal. I, I sincerely appreciate it. And uh, I, look forward to, uh, I look forward to our next episode, brother. Yeah, same here. And John, thanks for you know, getting to the show today. You know, like <laughs> I, I, say, I said it many times. I love working with a military man. <laughs> you guys get shit done. You know what yeah, I mean? Like fun. no flakiness, uh, which I, which I really <laughs> admire, and uh, and thank you for that. And yeah, and I I, I love these two, John. And uh, next week we'll um, we'll be talking about something else. Um, but it's you know what? The, the foundation the foundation is resilience is 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 basically and how to get to resilience and then and then how to access all that resilience and live with it really and move with it. So um, uh, thanks again, John. Uh, All right, congratulations on your first week of officially retired and hopefully hey, you know and, and my fingers are crossed for that house to close and and uh that's gonna right. be awesome for you guys so yeah thank you so much man and uh hey in in uh the theme of resilience if if that plan doesn't work out we'll roll with the punches and figure something else out so yeah Enjoy weekend, thanks john right. uh catch you, catch you very soon and uh, thanks right. everyone for joining us and uh, we'll be back thank next you. Bye-bye. Thanks, John. Bye. Thanks for joining Will and John on Men Talking Mindfulness. If you enjoyed the show, please like and share it with your friends and family. And please, we would appreciate a review too. Until next time, this has been Men Talking Mindfulness. Thanks for showing up.